Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Well, Greg, there's one thing that's specifically going on right now inside of this studio. Maybe we need to have a talk with Corey Parson, Gabe Morency, uh, maybe Michelle Serpko. I, I don't know, but it smells kind of weird in here. It smells bad. It smells kind of weird. It smells bad. I don't know what's going on. Uh, was there something that I missed during Cartner Friends? I, I don't know. I was I was in a meeting. Yeah. Well, I was I was editing, or I had my headphones on at least. So you weren't editing. I was editing for a portion of the time. The rest of the time, I you know get ready for the show, Greg. Frank, I did it. I dropped Chris Hogan. Ooh, how good did it feel to get that that monkey off your back? Feels weird, man. Feels weird. Yeah. Well, I've told you many times already. I've dropped him in my home league. A waiver ran, and no one picked him up. Bet my bench. Can I tell you my bench just for a moment? It's hilarious. Sure. Devontae Adams on a bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Geronimo Allison injured and on a bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cooper, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup injured. Fine. Yep. Wayne Gallman handcuffed to Saquon. Gross. Okay. Broadway Baker. Baker. Okay. Who's your starting quarterback? Andrew Luck. Should I start me? Feel this week against Tampa? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I have. Luck ranked higher. Luck's been too good. I, I can't bench him. He's been yep, amazing. I agree. Um, Josh Reynolds and the rat. <laughs> the rat. I got both Reynolds in my starting lineup this week, by the way. Jermaine Curse and Kenyon Drake. Did you say you have Reynolds in your lineup? Is no, that what you said? no, no. I have Jermaine Curse and Kenyon oh, Drake in the lineup. Yeah, I agree with lunch. those. I agree with both of those. Um, Josh, uh, Josh Reynolds actually dealing with a hand injury right now. Yeah, I think he's fine. No big deal. The only, so here's the thing that bothers me, though, right? Like Very sneaky, sneaky. Here's the thing that bothers me. I don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Calvin really played on Monday Night Football. I don't know what to do. Between what? That. If he doesn't play. He's in your lineup right now? Yeah. Hmm. So I want to start him if he plays, especially against the Giants. Yep. And if he doesn't play, I the only person I could play is Wayne Gallman on Monday Night, who I have, which I can't do. Um... I have Josh Reynolds that plays at four and the rat that plays at one. That's so it. what you can do is either you'll play Josh Reynolds just over Calvin Ridley straight up. Right. Or you'll have to burn one of those bench spots to pick up like Justin Hardy. Yeah. In case Calvin Ridley doesn't play. I probably have to I'm, I'm wait till Sunday morning to do that and I'll have to just drop somebody. Oh, dude, seriously, what does that smell? I, I don't dude, I don't know. It smells God awful. You think if we turn the air on it would like circulate things and like maybe like it? blow it out? Should we Shit. open open the door? I'm open the door. 
Yeah. I'm going to open the door. Let's I think you should do that. Let's focus on Frankie here. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door. Focus on me. Yeah. Well, you can keep it on that camera anyway, because then you're going to walk through that camera. It's hard. I'll, I'll, I'll walk up. under. No, focus, get up and, focus on Frankie. No, get up and go open the door. I want, I want it to focus on you. Thank you. Hey. All right. So while Greg is doing that, just a little, uh, little mention, a little reminder that we have a Thursday night football game tonight. A very, to be honest, a very gross one. Like, tonight's football game is the same as, like, the way the studio smells right now. So I'll, I'll just throw that out there. We have the Broncos going up against the Cardinals with the Broncos currently one-point favorites um, with a game total of 42.5, which as of now is the lowest game total on the slate. Confirming that, we have, oh, no, it's moved up. So the Dallas Cowboys and the Redskins is now the lowest game total on the slate at 42 points, Greg Sussman. What game is grosser? The Cowboys versus Washington or the Cardinals versus the Broncos tonight? NFC West clash. No, it's not. Just a West clash. Broncos aren't in the NFC. You have anything? Yeah, this game's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this game's going to be really bad. Uh, the only um, person or position I'm starting tonight, by the way, they don't own the Broncos anywhere, actually. No, I own Royce Freeman somewhere, but not playing him. Um, which is a shame because you'd want to play him on the, based on the matchup, but I understand why you can't. I'm starting tonight the Arizona Cardinals defense. Let's go! You have the Cardinals defense as well. I think both defenses are in play tonight. Totally agree with uh, that. The way, the way that Rosen and Case Keenum... Rosen's been all right. He's taken care of the football. Case Keenum, not as much. But there's actually injuries on both sides of the football here, especially to the offensive line. The Cardinals will be without Mike Iupati. Uh, and the Broncos are without Edwin Valdir and Ronald Leary. Ooh, my, so opponent, my opponent is David Johnson tonight. We could see some sloppy play out of both sides with injuries to the offensive line. Also, Trey Boston, safety, out for the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, Greg. This is like a, just a bold call. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a defensive touchdown on both sides of the football tonight. I hope, I hope so. I think both defenses are in play. I like it. I like, but I like the Cardinals out. more. Ooh, Max has proposed me a trade just now. Does it involve Fab? No. All right. But it involves a player for tonight, which is why I'm bringing it up. All right, bring it up. He's proposing me. I own Christian Kirk. He has asked for Christian Kirk for Derrick Henry. Oh, gosh. What's your record? We are both one in five. <laughs> so I'm guessing the Philip Lindsay uh, addition to Max's team did not help him out much. Doesn't seem that way. I mean, it's, it's whatever. It's like crap for crap. At this point, I, I will go as far as to say Christian Kirk has more upside than Derrick Henry. It's just the, the Titans' offense is gross right now. Marcus Mariota and their entire offense has had one good game this year, and that came against the Eagles, where everyone was super excited about Corey Davis. You know, I was looking around consensus rankings yesterday, right? People still have Corey Davis inside their top 24 this week. I'm like, based on what? Why are we ranking Corey Davis as a top 24 wide receiver, Greg? Like, he, he's had one good game. Like, there's been some volume. Even the targets. The targets haven't necessarily been there for you. Maybe in regards to how often the Titans throw the football because they don't throw it much. Frank. But he hasn't been good. Frank, Chris has something for you. What's up, Ventura? It's the targets, I'm, I'm telling you. Because there's nobody else on the team to throw to. All right, but do you play in uh, points per target leagues? No, but, like, people are going to plug him in because they know he, they're going to get, like, seven targets, eight targets from him probably, most likely in this game. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I mean, in— I'm probably going to plug him in. 
just for that. I look. There's four. There's four teams on a buy this week. I'm just saying. I I would try my best to find another option than Corey Davis. He's going up against the Chargers. Their secondary and their defense overall has played better the past couple of weeks. And we talk about targets for Corey Davis. He's had double digits twice this year. Fine. That you know, week one he had 13, and in that game against the Eagles he had 15 targets. The other four games he's had seven once. He's had six once, and he's had four or less targets in two games. Why are we still excited about Corey Davis? I'm not. You know that. I was never excited about Corey Davis. It just baffled me. How did we move ranked uh, in the top 24? I was still talking about my trade. What happened to my trade? Why did you move past it so quickly? I, because I was talking about Derrick Henry, and then I got into the Titans' offense, and I went off on a tangent. The Titans suck right now, and I just— So I, I told him, oh, so gosh. I said that your response was that Christian Kirk has more upside, which is what you said. He does. Uh, he responded by saying, quote, Frank also has the worst hair this side of the Mississippi. Are you really going to listen to that guy? Is that true, though? Like, no, I don't think so. Hair, it used to be worse. What does Max's hair look like? It changes. Sometimes he has no changes. hair. Sometimes he has a lot of hair. Like, he goes full bald? Yeah. You don't go full bald. He doesn't go full like bald. Like, Vin Diesel bald? No. Stone Cold bald? No. What kind of bald? Like, Jeff the Skeleton bald? No. <laughs> Man. Max cares a lot about my hair. I gotta see what Max's hair looks like. You, you wanna Google it? No, nah, it's all right. All right. Um, so yeah, Thursday football tonight, Arizona and Denver. I think I want to go to a bar and watch Frank tonight. Try to just. I thought you were going to watch the baking show tonight. Oh, yeah, we watched it last night. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all out of baking shows. Yeah, it's over this week. We, um, I watched the Nick game. And you, get, uh, you get L.A. Braun, LeBron, at 1030 tonight. If you want to stay up late for that one. Uh, I probably watched the first half, mm-hmm. you know, honestly. I watched, what did I do? So last night, I watched the Knicks, which were awesome, and then they were up 25 in the, thir- in the third quarter. And I was like, all right, we, we can watch Baking now. I thought it was fair. Yeah. The New York Knicks. No. They're back. I had people texting me, yo, we're making the playoffs this year. You're Frank, playing the Atlanta Hawks. Frank got annoyed by my text last night. <laughs> Frank, Frank got annoyed by my text last You're night. You're jumping everybody. the gun here, Greg. So he, the uh, Knicks are fun again. So I, I said, yeah, so they're know, fun against so the Hawks. Frank is, I said as fun, you know, not good. For those that listened, for those that listen in the show, they know that Frank's Mr. Negative, right? Mr. Angry, negativity, the whole deal. I get angry. it, right? You, you, you understand that. I'm a realist. So I'm sitting there watching the Knicks, and I get it. They're playing the Hawks, right? And the Hawks stink, and they're going to have one of the worst. can't handle the truth. I give them the truth, Greg. They're going to they're gonna have one of the worst records in the NBA. I get that. But as a Knicks fan, as someone that has lived and died with this stupid, stupid, stupid team. They were winning by 25 points in the second quarter. And this is awesome. This is so much fun. They were were running. They were hitting shots. They were playing defense. It was awesome. So I'm really excited. So I'm like, you know what? Let me text my BFF about this. So I texted him. And I, I said, the Knicks are fun again. After a while, he says, David Fisdale does not care about your fantasy team. And they're fun against the Hawks, LOL. I go, he does care about Noah Vonley. Let's go. I didn't say they were good, just they're fun. Uh, I didn't text you about Vonley. Julius Randle just nailed three. Life is good. 71st half points from the Knicks. Malik Monk is fun. I'm watching that game. I was, yeah, like, I was watching my guy Giannis. I'm watching the dude. Bucks. I'm watching a good game, a good close game. I'm not going to watch a 25-point so blowout. From the New York Knicks, let me against the worst team in the league. I'm not the done. Hawks. I'm not done yet. So then I go. So after he started talking about his guys, I'm like, sub bonus. Then I start killing Ibaka. Then I ask him if our team sucks. At that point, we were up nine nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just all over the place. So then he's like, "Is our team bad? We're winning every category, Greg." So then he's like, "Oh, tomorrow's a sneaky fab run. Ibaka's doing well." I go, "Is he?" And then we I talk about Fanduel a little bit. That didn't work out so great uh, for um, neither of us. 
Yeah. And they have De'Aaron Fox, though. Not in our real league, though. Um, and then I go, That's GST, we have a bids in. I go, yes. And then you turn the conversation back to basketball. So then I put bids in because I figured, you know, Florio, Frankie, they forgot. So I put the bids in. I was up very late last night. You were up later than I was, and you texted us anything you want to do at midnight, knowing I was sleeping. And then I texted Florio on the side, and he. Uh, you did? Yeah. So you changed all my bids. What did you think of my bid? When you went to GST, and you're like, wow, there's bids in here. What were you thinking? Uh, well, my first thought was sloppy. Really? The bids were sloppy. Really? I, I have like OCD when it comes to bids. Okay. So like I'll put my bids in and I have, a, I have to have a lot of backup bids. Like I have to have backup bids for every single player. I didn't do that. Well, Greg, that's how you play fantasy football. You don't have to. That's why you're one in five with Max. But I'm... <laughs> yeah, you have a waiver run every day. You got to put backup bids in, Greg. So I looked at your bids and I was like, all right, I appreciate that Greg did this. I'm just going to change some stuff around here. I'm going to put in some backup bids. To which we got nobody because, like, why do we play in a league where there's, like, 10 bench spots? You should just let me get, pick up the players I wanted. Who did you want? I wanted guys that had money. Did you ever, did you decrease any of my bids? I didn't see any of them. I just X'd them all out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, no, this is sloppy. Are you and I'm kidding? like, I'm just going to redo it myself. That, like, bothers me because I spent time thinking <laughs> about it and putting bids And admittedly, like, this is not normally a Greg job for Team BFF. It's usually a Frank job. And I thought Frank was going to forget. Well, you know, Frank has many jobs on a Wednesday night. And I thought our season was on the line. I was like, listen, I'm going to sit here before I go to sleep and put bids in. And I went down the list. I noticed we didn't have a kicker. Yes. I put a couple of backup kicker bids in. Yeah, but we got Giorgio Tavek. This idiot picks up a kicker. It's going to be a kicker for one damn week. Yeah, but he's probably going to have like 15 points. And then we got to do when it he wins next it, When week, he wins dude. us the week. When he wins us the week, what will you give me? I had two bids on kickers. I had a kicker and a backup bid. It doesn't matter. We and a backup bid. $12 on, a out of 1000 Like, Why did you do that? Why did you leave my kickers in? Because I don't want Matt Prater. What's wrong with Matt Prater? I don't want Matt Prater. Why? I don't want Matt Prater in the outdoors against Miami. I want Giorgio Tavecchio inside of a we... dome against the Giants. You're going to put up 15 fantasy points yeah, this week. Yeah, Derrick Henry's bad, man. Derrick Henry's really bad. The Titans are bad. Christian Kirk's Screw the Titans. You're so excited about the Titans. Well, every single year, we're going to find a, a way to get sucked back into Marcus Mariota. What has he done besides cry about his elbow, his nerve, whatever it is? He hasn't done anything. Yeah. Do we have Dr. Ray today? Yes. Oh, all right. We have Dr. Ray coming back. So I've got to put that in the description, actually. Yeah, you did. That's on me. That's on me. We never, we didn't have, it's Virginia, actually. Virginia. Virginia Zaka shows the show today. Well, good. We have a lot of injuries we've got to talk about. We do. Uh, the, so the initial list that I sent her yesterday is like 20 people long. And I was like, I can't do this. So I just started it was, it, it, So what did you do? Make it 18? I saw the list. I think it's... It was, it was incredibly it's, long. It's either 13 or 14. Usually it's 10. It's 13 or 14. Remember when we were all so excited because uh, the Titans hired Matt LaFleur to be their offensive coordinator? That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. If there was, if there was a team every year that like gives you the most promise... And like potential for their offensive outlook, mm -hmm. the Tennessee Titans crush us every single year, man. Like Marcus Mariota has done nothing. He had a seven or eight game stretch, either his rookie or his second season, whatever it was, where he had great matchups. We all got sucked into that. We drafted him high as a top ten quarterback last year. Did nothing. They bring in Matt LaFleur. Oh, he's going to bring in concepts from Sean McVay's offense. He worked under Sean McVay. He worked with the Rams. They're going to have a cool, a good, fun offense there in Tennessee. What do we get? Nothing. Offensive line is crap. Mariota's crap. Derrick Henry's crap. Deion Lewis is crap. Corey Davis, crap. 
Venture wants to play him in a points per target league. Mm. I hate the Titans, man. Those are like the Titans and Peyton Barber. Those are on my piss me off list. So we're going piss me off list? Yeah. I can't say what I wanted to say. Do you know who the starting quarterback for the Towson Tigers is? Probably someone who's going to be drafted by the Giants next year. I guess I'm, I guess I'm in. <laughs> Tom Flacco! Oh, God. It's Joe's little brother. Well, uh... Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't, I don't even have anything for Tom Flacco. <laughs> yeah, nothing? No. Maybe if you get a really good defense, uh, he'll win you guys a Super Bowl, and then you can overpay him, too. How many Super Bowls have the Jets won in your lifetime? Yeah, hey, I was just... I was, making, I was making a stab at Joe Flacco, Greg. Not even the Giants. Felt like you were talking about the Giants. No, I wasn't. Right. I was taking a stab because Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl with yes. a great defense and they overpaid him. On a contract year. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't, you know what? Make sure you weren't doing jerk, dude. Make sure you weren't doing that with Eli. Joe, no, I was Jerk. And Eli Manning sucks too. This Overrated guy's, for his career. This guy's calling. An average quarterback who made phenomenal plays when they needed him most. He's an average quarterback. This guy's calling me a jerk. And I put in Fabbids last night. And he even look. X, X, X. X. I X the first one out by accident, which X. was Jermaine Curse. Unbelievable. You go to sleep too early. Virginia Zaka is up next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever. By the way, take a look at this, Frankie. What's up? It's our new logo for Mondays. For oh, that's awesome. It's cool, right? For the, uh... Yeah. For our Monday... For, for our NBA TV spot. Monday venture. It's good, right? Why can't we just use that all the time? I think we're going to. We're going to... Yeah, just it's good. We probably just use it for everything. We're going to. It's yeah, our it's new really thing. Uh, I like it. awesome. That looks absolutely awesome. Good job. Steve Duncan? Yeah. I'm assuming. Awesome job by Steve Duncan. I shouldn't have assumed. But. No, it was. Okay. Fantastic job. I'm going to email him back right now uh, and tell him thank you very much. As I do, I want to welcome in our good friend. I haven't talked to her in a while. Uh, it's Virginia Zakis. What's going on, Virginia? Hey, guys. Good to be back. Thank you for, for coming back. It has been so long that I basically, I was telling Frank before and, and everybody listening and watching, that the initial list I sent you was about 30 players or so long, and I cut it <laughs> to like 15 players, and Frank's still like, you gave her an encyclopedia, and I'm sorry. It's all right. We're ready to go. All right, we're ready. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Obviously, because I'm a selfish human being, uh, I want to start out with my players, and in particular, Monday Night Football. Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu go for Atlanta. Both left the game early on Sunday. For Ridley, it was an ankle injury. For Sanu, I believe it was his hip. What is the latest on the wide receivers in Atlanta? So both players are actually expected to practice today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing they're going to be limited and they're going to kind of feel it out and see how both players respond. But it sounds like Sanu and Ridley have a shot at playing on Monday night. Um, Ridley, it seems like is dealing with a bone bruise, which 
is not as serious as if it was an ankle sprain, so that's good news. We're still showing a two-week optimal recovery time, so I don't expect him to be 100% if he plays Monday, but should still uh, should still be able to get out there. It just might be a little painful. Well, let me throw um, this out. Let me, let me cut you over just for a moment. Let me throw this out at you. Is there a chance, because it's only a two-week injury or so, or two-week recovery time for optimal recovery, that they hold him out this week because they have a bye the week after, so he would have really be 1,000% ready to go when they came back from the bye. Is that a possibility? It's possible, but again, because this isn't a sprain or a ligament injury, there's uh, less of a risk of re-injuring it and making the injury worse. Um, Definitely can be painful, and there's a chance he wouldn't finish the game. But if the pain's under control, I don't think uh, for Ridley they're going to hold him out. Now, Sanu is a little different because he's been dealing with this issue for a few weeks. He's been limited um, ahead of week five and week six. So, and then of course he didn't finish the game last week. So there's more long-term concern with, uh, Muhammad Sanu and he has a history of other injuries, um, lower body muscular strains. So right now he's an elevated injury risk. I, I still think he has a shot at suiting up, but I think they'd be more likely to let Sanu take the week off, have the bye to fully heal. Since again, this has been a lingering issue. Yeah, I would be surprised if Calvin Ridley doesn't play in this game because they need it right now. The Falcons are 2-4. and four. You know, if you drop to 2-5, and five, it's really hard to come back from that. I mean, even where they are now, they're not in a great spot. So they got to obviously try and win that game to get to 3-4. and four. And obviously the Giants are already at 1-5. and five. So uh, I think we at least see Calvin Ridley. But if you plan on using one of Ridley or Mohamed Sanu, as I referenced with Greg, you might want to just have Justin Hardy on your bench in case one of those guys can't go. Virginia, we haven't spoke to you in a while, but not much has changed, especially when it comes to Dalvin Cook and his hamstring injury. I think fantasy owners were relieved that they held him out last week. I know that he was practicing on a limited basis last week and now practicing in full this week, but in a game where they were favored by double-digit points at home against the Cardinals, they opted to hold Dalvin Cook out of that game so that we assume he's healthy for this game and moving forward. Uh, Is that the case with Dalvin Cook? And if he plays, do we expect him to have a full workload? Yeah, so I still don't expect him to be 100% just yet, but he should be getting close. Um, I was definitely happy to see that last week. He's going to be full participant in practice this week, barring a setback, of course. Um, Our algorithm shows that his numbers have improved a little bit. He's still an elevated injury risk. And honestly, I think he could stay that way for the rest of the season. Of course, coming off the ACL tear, now this uh, recurring hamstring strain, it's just such a tough injury to really get back to 100%. But his health performance factor has improved to above average, which means we're now showing that he should be able to play very well if he gets out there. Could still be on a snap count, um, but I I think he's someone, if he plays, you got to have him in lineups and uh, just hope he doesn't re-injure that hamstring. I do agree that if he plays, he's a guy that you do have to have in your lineup. I have him ranked as a top 24 running back this week, so he's right there as like an RB2. But would you take this opportunity to try and sell him while, you know, fantasy owners are optimistic that he's returning, or should you just kind of hold him and see what you can get out of him? Um, Yeah, I think it'd be worth exploring a trade opportunity if you can get something back because, again, these hamstrings are just so tricky. A lot of players can get back to you know, 90%, but really getting back to 100% sometimes just doesn't happen until the season is over. Um, So definitely worth exploring. I brought that up, Greg, because it seems like everyone's still trying to buy, buy, buy on Dalvin Cook, but even if he plays, it doesn't sound like he's ever going to be 100% with this hamstring injury. Yeah, at this point, um, I I agree. Last week, I was all about buying Dalvin Cook and even making a a purchase, potentially, of Leonard Fournette. I'm scared off by both of them. Uh, at this moment, and them being 100% healthy at all in 2018. We're talking to Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries, 
in Virginia, again, admittedly, I'm selfish, and I told you that from the beginning. So I went with Calvin Ridley, and next up I have to ask about Cooper Cup because he left last week, we thought, with a season-ending knee injury. I originally thought it was the Achilles, didn't happen. Then we thought it was a knee, and it could have been an ACL, or it could have been a patella tendon, God forbid, or something really, really serious. Next thing you know, he's, he's back on the field. Very briefly, but back on the field. He's going to miss this week, already ruled out uh, with what they're saying is a sprained MCL. What's really going on with Cooper Cup? Yes, we're showing a grade two MCL sprain, which means there's probably a partial tear to the ligament, um, but nothing that requires surgery. It's also very rare that the MCL requires surgery unless it's a full tear. So that means he's got a four-week optimal recovery time, um, similar actually to Doug Baldwin earlier in the year. Um, So that means a safe return around week 10. Um, Obviously, right now, he's a very high injury risk. Happy to see they've already ruled him out. Um, But this could be a multi-week absence. Um, But good news is it wasn't a season-ending injury. We thought it was possible it was a patellar tendon tear or a very bad ankle sprain as well. Um, Still wouldn't be surprised if there is some damage to his ankle, um, even though the team hasn't reported that. But uh, yeah, looking at a multi-week absence, but this shouldn't be something that ends his season or ruins the second half of his season. Man, that's pretty scary, Greg. Yeah, you know, hearing uh, just hearing his name in the same as Doug Baldwin. Oh, I don't agree. Actually, I I took, me. I took that as a positive because Doug Baldwin over the last two weeks he's played every snap, right? Like the snap percentage yeah. is there, and even though he was very ineffective two weeks ago, last week he was great, and and Jim Sanas believes he was a, a stock up player, so. That doesn't scare me as much as I thought it would. I'm okay with it. So, but you got to make sure that you have Josh Reynolds if you own. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, Virginia, I want to ask you about T.Y. Hilton, another player dealing with a hamstring injury. Been dealing with this hamstring injury for a while now. Uh, even if he plays, it doesn't seem like it's a great matchup. We'll get into that uh, probably later on today or tomorrow. Um, but hamstring with T.Y. Hilton, is he good to go? It seems like he's practicing in full. Um, does he get the full complement of snaps, or is it just kind of? same situation as Dalvin Cook. Yeah, so T.Y. Hilton was hurt, uh, I believe it was around three weeks ago. Um, he returned to practice yesterday. Um, I think he had a quote, something along the lines of, my 100%, or my less than 100% is better than a lot of people. So he's clearly not fully recovered. Um, we're showing he's still a high injury risk, which is no surprise considering this hamstring strain. He's still a week away from his optimal recovery time. Um, but what's interesting is his HPF is above average. So if he plays, we actually think there's a decent chance that he'll play pretty well. Um, but high injury risk, so good chance he doesn't finish the game uh, because he re-aggravates that hamstring. Greg, T.Y. Hilton, typically a guy who plays through injuries. Seems like he's always kind of banged up. Uh, I have him as a lower-end wide receiver, too, this week, just based on volume. But if he does play, it's going to be a tough matchup against Tredavious White. Yeah, it's not exactly the matchup you're looking for in his return from the injury. And listen, the Buffalo Bills defense has been pretty good in general. Very good. And I think Hilton's going to play this week. He He's right. He is better at less than 100% than the rest of the schmucks that the Colts throw out there. If he plays, he's going to get double-digit targets. Correct. Like It's as easy as that. Correct. So you got to so, start him. Based probably. on that volume, he's still a wide receiver, too, even at a bad matchup. I agree. We're talking to Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries. Again, uh, transparency, selfish. Now, I picked up Jermaine Curse. But if I said that, you'd get mad at me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I picked up Jermaine Curse everywhere this week, Virginia, because I believe the Quincy and Numa injury is pretty serious. Already ruled out for this week, and the Jets wide receiving core in general, it's very beat up. What's the latest on Quincy and Numa? So an MRI showed a high ankle sprain, which is not good. Um, He was already an elevated injury risk. Now he's high risk, poor HPF, 
Um, the absolute earliest he should return is week 10, but high ankle sprains are the kind of thing that just linger for months, really not even weeks. So, um, he's already out week seven. They expect him to miss at least three weeks. Um, I think it's going to be longer than that. And if he returns uh, within the next month, it's really going to hurt his play. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Jermaine curse looks like he's, he's Stock up, baby. Yeah. He's a wide receiver three for me this week to start off. Um, if you just you mentioned Robbie Anderson was dealing with the hamstring injury, apparently did return to practice today, uh, but we'll have to keep an eye on that. I do think Jermaine Curse is he's probably in line for eight to ten targets in this matchup against the Vikings. Uh, Virginia, I want to ask you about um, honestly a situation. I wish you guys had like a diagnosis you can give us for a player <laughs> sucking or you know bad usage by a team. But unfortunately, we'll just talk about his injury for now. And that's Amari Cooper, who is dealing with a nasty, nasty concussion. Uh, we saw him leave the game in week six. Didn't do anything for fantasy owners. He's been a very, very boom or bust candidate for fantasy football. Now enters the bye in week seven. Uh, how bad is that concussion? Can we expect him out of week eight, whether he's in a Raiders uniform or not? So I never really like to predict if a player is going to return from a concussion just because they're so unpredictable. Um, I will say most players return within two weeks. I think it's at least 75%. So I think he has a good chance at clearing next week. Um, but Cooper also suffered a pretty significant concussion last year that similar to this one just looked awful. So two concussions within a year is a huge, huge, huge red flag. Um, he also has a somewhat concerning injury history. He had a high ankle sprain he tried to play through last year. Um, so he, he's kind of always going to be at an increased injury risk now because of his concussions and his past injuries. So even if he plays from an injury perspective, I won't trust him in week eight. Greg, I can't wait till Amari Cooper's like on the Jets next year. He's their wide receiver one. He's slated. He's guaranteed to get 150 targets this year. And then he lets us down again. Hmm. I'm not doing it next year. Yeah. He says he didn't do it this year. <laughs> Should have listened to you for once. once. We're back with Virginia Zagas from Inside Injuries. And Virginia, last kind of maybe selfish uh, question for you here. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, they're on a bye this week. Does that mean when they get back, Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison will be ready to rock? Yeah, I think both players will be ready to return. Um, we actually showed that Allison would have, had they had a game in week seven, should have been healthy enough to come back. But he still does remain an elevated injury risk, again, just because hamstring strains are tricky. Um, Randall Cobb hasn't played since week three. Uh, for his injury, we're actually showing a five-week optimal recovery time, which means a return in week eight is uh, what we expected. So he should be good to go. But again, he still has a high injury risk. It's going to stay that way for a while. Um, he has a much longer injury history than Geronimo Allison. And, um, but his health performance factor is already above average, which means by next week, he should be uh, good to plug into fantasy lineups. All right, cool. Perfect. Greg, we keep getting burned by the same guys. You realize that? Like Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, like, oh, you know, anytime Aaron sure. Rodgers has two wide receivers, they're, they're going to finish inside the top 24, whatever it might be. Like, we just fall for the same guys every single year. And a player that you fell for, no! Devontae Freeman, no! who we drafted in the second round, unfortunately, not because I wanted him, because I certainly did not want him on my team. Virginia, there was a report today that Dan Quinn said that Devontae Freeman can actually return this season. Uh, he's eligible to return in week 15. He underwent groin surgery. Everybody went out and picked up Edo Smith, and rightfully so. Uh, this isn't realistic, is it? Uh, it's possible. So we're showing a grade three groin injury, uh, likely underwent surgery for a sports hernia, although the team hasn't confirmed that. Um, 
So we're giving him a nine-week optimal recovery time. So a return around week 15 or 16 um, seems like it is possible as long as there are no setbacks uh, throughout his recovery. But because of his all of his injuries this year, he's had the see uh, the the serious uh, knee injury at the end of last season, missed four weeks with a knee injury again this year. It could be best just to shut him down for the year and hope that he can come back next season uh, healthy and ready to go. Okay. That's Do you helpful. feel better about drafting him now in the second round, Greg? Not great, man, no. We didn't even get to drop him yet. Uh, or did we? I tried. No, we didn't. I tried. We both tried. You didn't try as hard as I did. Raheem Mostert went for like $200 out of 1000 Who saw that coming? Ventra. Ventra saw it coming. Oh, he's the one who paid for it? <laughs> he did well, There you go. <laughs> Virginia, uh, final question for me. It's about the quarterbacks. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and Josh Allen, both... One got hurt out of nowhere in practice, it seems. It's pretty significant. The other one hurt his elbow in a game. Both aren't starting in seemingly the short term or the far term? Long term. Long term. Long term. Yeah. yeah. The short term or the long term. <laughs> What's the deal with Josh Allen and with Ryan Tannehill? So for Josh Allen, um, he's dealing with a UCL sprain, which is with baseball pitchers, we often hear the need for Tommy John surgery and there's a tear to the UCL. Um, in Josh Allen's case, there's likely a partial tear, but at this point, not one that's serious enough that he needs surgery. Um, he's expected to miss at least the next two to three games and then he'll be week to week. Um, this is going to be something we're going to need to watch the entire season, even once he's cleared to return. Our algorithm is showing he needs at least four weeks um, before he returns to the field. Even then, it's going to be uh, very risky for him to play. And uh, just because surgery isn't necessary now doesn't mean he won't eventually have to undergo Tommy John surgery. So hope that isn't the case here, but it is still a possibility. Um, for Ryan Tannehill, he's dealing with a shoulder strain. Based on how the hit occurred, um, it looks like there's probably some damage to the rotator cuff. Again, at this point, doesn't sound like he needs surgery, but it's possible if there's a, a tear to the rotator cuff that um, he would eventually need surgery. He's out this week. There's a good chance he's out week eight, um, and I don't think that it, there's any, you know, any sort of idea if by week nine he'll be ready to go. So we're showing he needs a minimum of four weeks off for that shoulder to heal. Greg, have you ever heard of a talent sprain? Because that's what I think Josh Allen might be suffering from. It's not very nice. Um, just, you know. It's not it, very, it's not very nice. You know 100, man. That's, that's, that's not very nice. I keep it real. Look, I tell the truth on this. You don't. You're a liar. I, am I? I don't know. All right. That's it? Yeah, that's all it. Right, that's all, all right. I've got. Virginia Zakis, we appreciate the time, as always. Thank you for coming aboard and answering all of our uh, injury questions today. Uh, we really needed your help, and thank you for coming through for us. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you very much. All right, there you go. It's Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries. Frank, anything surprise you there? Um, no, we mentioned we hit on the Cooper Cup thing a little bit. I think, again, if you own him, you got to get Josh Reynolds on your team. Josh Reynolds dealing with the hand injury, but if Cooper Cup doesn't go, uh, we've seen that. Sean McVay and the Rams make all three wide receivers who play in the offense fantasy viable. So I just think we continue to hit on that. Look, you know, we could have asked about Leonard Fournette, but we're going to get a similar response to what we did about Dalvin Cook. I, I would say Leonard Fournette uh, is probably a little bit worse than where Dalvin Cook is at this point. You know, so everyone wants to buy low on Dalvin Cook. Everyone wants to buy low on Leonard Fournette. I, can't it just be a thing that, like, they're not going to be a thing this year? Can't that just be possible? Sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It could easily be a thing where you just pick first round busts. 
We knew running backs were going to bust. It was just the question would be who. The injury issues have caught Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook, a conversation you and I had so often this past summer. Which one would you want? The answer? Neither. Neither. Exactly. We take a break. We come back. We get into Frankie's quarterback and tight end rankings. We'll do that next on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We want to remind you a couple of things. But first, the Daily Roto NBA lineup optimizer is now available, Frankie. We've used it both nights. We are one and one. One and one. Using the optimizer. Tonight's a little bit easier, man. The three-game slate uh, for the NBA. I got the optimizer actually up on my computer right now. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I want to play, though. Between the tournament... Or a, a cash game. What are you thinking? I'm probably going to go with the old one and one. One and one? Yeah. Like five bucks each? Something like that? Yeah. You try and hit on the big upside and then take something a little bit safer. In case you don't hit on that, just kind of get your money back. That's how I look at it usually. All right. So I'll put, I'll, I think I'll, I'll do a $5 cash game and then a, the 444 tournament. How's that? Yeah. It's like that's the really popular one every single night, right? The yeah. Half. It's like 100K to first place. Something like that. Sure. All right. So I guess, I'll probably be in the same thing. All right. Cool. So hopefully uh, we'll win. Both of us together. Yes. Using the Daily Roto NBA optimizer. If we come in tomorrow, are we going to be just yes. throwing money around? If, if I win 100 grand tomorrow, I will not be in. It's Friday. I'm taking off. Oh, working from home? Yeah. All right. All right. I win 100 grand. I, I'm working. Right, from I got your back. Cool. Who's going to do the NBA recap? You. Or the NBA tip trail, rather. Both. Me? Sure. Then I got to come in at like 8 o'clock. I guess Alex is doing it. He's not here today, but Ventura, Ventura, you're doing it. If I win 100 grand, I'm going to text you tonight <laughs> saying you're doing the NBA recap tomorrow morning, just so you know. Now, the fantasy executive's going to do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> By the way, we use the Daily Roto Lineup Optimizer. You should, too. It's over at DailyRoto.com. When you go premium, use the promo code FNTSY. Uh, you get uh, a bunch of money off on it. It's well worth it. It helped us win a couple of bucks on night one. It's going to help us win even more tonight. I'm expecting 100 grand. So when you don't see me tomorrow, it's because I'm much richer. Thanks, the Daily Roto NBA Lineup Optimizer. All right. 844-843-6879. Let's go to the phone, shall we, Frank? Sure. All right. Let's hit up uh, Jared in St. Louis. What's up, Jared? Hey, what's up, guys? Not much, man. What's going on? Hey, uh, I got, I, I'm in a 12-team uh, full PPR, and I got to play two of these guys. Uh, I got Edo Smith, Royce Freeman, and Peyton Barber. Which one of them do you bench, Frank? Edo, Royce, or Peyton Barber? Well, I'm not using Royce Freeman in PPR because he doesn't catch passes at all. He's pretty much a standard league, score a touchdown or bust kind of play. And it's unfortunate because it's a good matchup against the Arizona Cardinals as well, but I just don't want to get involved there. Uh, that leaves between Ito Smith and Peyton Barber. I thought you guys played two out of three, no? 
Is that what he said? Two yeah, out of three? Two. Oh, yeah, so just Bench or Royce Freeman. Yeah, I mentioned Royce Freeman. He's the clear. Well, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. You, you don't want to hear what I was going to say. All anyway, <laughs> I, oh, I did. We appreciate the call. Uh, 844-843-6879. Uh, you would have went with me because you're smart. Yeah. Start painting Barb over Edo Smith. Yeah, baby. Just because there's less mouths to feed. You're damn right there is. Uh, the quarterback rankings available right now over at roto.experts.com. We're still calling this the high five. What? Have you talked to Scott yet? No. I don't have enough time. I you don't know, have enough patience. That's not true. I get an email every single week about like some... like. Minute thing that I miss in my writing, like I have to capitalize week three. I just I can't do it, Greg. You could talk to me. I'm not. It's not my job, man. I got other stuff going. It's <laughs> not my job either. This is your column. This is supposed to be the the fa- uh, the best fantasy five. We say this every week. Best fantasy five. You want to just go in and change it? I doubt um, anyone will notice. I think I can. You probably can. Just go in and change it. No one's going to notice. My rankings are on RotoExperts.com. They're free. Best Fantasy 5, Frank. That's what we need to go Yes, with. the Best Fantasy 5. You've said that about five times now. I'm trying to pump got? it up. You, have Andy you want to talk about any of my quarterbacks? You want to talk to a caller? What do you want to do? You have Andy Dalton ranked as your third-ranked quarterback yes, this week. He was mediocre last week. Against Pittsburgh. Good matchup. This, ma- this week against Kansas City. Yeah, divisional matchup. Those are like hard-hitting. Agreed. This week get can- can- against Kansas City, you're feeling much better. Yes, I am. Uh, 57 and a half points. Game total in this game. It's the highest on the slate this week. I just think that the Bengals' defense is not going to be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. We've seen that every single week. The Chiefs are going to go out and score points. Andy Dalton's going to be playing from behind. Uh, Because of that, he is a top-five fantasy quarterback. Uh, We just saw the Chiefs give up a ton of fantasy production to Tom Brady as well. So I think this is a bounce-back spot for the Bengals' offensive players. I like Joe Mixon a lot. I like Tyler Boyd a lot as well. He's very close to being a top-12 wide receiver for me. A.J. Green, a top-five wide receiver. C.J. Uzoma, a borderline tight end one this week. So I like all of the Bengals' weapons. And if I like the weapons, I have to like the guy throwing the ball, and that is Andy Dalton. Okay, I guess it makes sense. I don't know if I have him as top-three quarterback, though. I think that's where I... I feel weird. I feel all right, I mean, you're splitting hairs I, I, I feel kind of gross, that's all. So, uh, like, Jared Goff is ranked very highly this week. He's, well, as he should He's be. a consensus. Yeah. You know, he's the fourth-ranked quarterback this week. I just think there could be more back and forth between the Bengals and the I don't Chiefs. Know, Dude, whereas the Niners went head-to-head in Green Bay on Monday night. Yeah, it's kind of fluky, though. I, I just The Rams secondary is not anything special. I agree, and I like Marquise Goodwin this week. I have him as a high-end wide receiver three. Jared Goff's got to be above Andy Dalton, in my opinion. But yeah, but Jared Goff laid an egg last week, too. He did. It was all, it was all Todd Gurley, 225 yards rushing. <laughs> it's always all Todd Gurley. That's not changing. That's true. That's what caps Jared Goff's upside. Yes, we saw that huge game, uh, whatever it was, three Thursdays ago now against the Vikings. And, you know, a, a lot of people are holding on to that because it was a primetime game. And that's the last thing we remember seeing of Jared Goff. His upside most weeks is capped because once they get in the red zone, it's just feed, feed, feed Todd Gurley. The other quarterback that really stands out besides Andy Dalton on your rankings this week for me is Drew Brees. I know you talked about him as a sell-high candidate on yesterday's program. Mm-hmm. You have him outside your QB1 this week. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in all of fantasy football all year long. I know he's facing the Baltimore defense that's been pretty good, but why do you believe Drew Brees is ranked 16 this week? Or why do you have him ranked 16? Yeah, so I actually think maybe this is... Fool's gold for me, but I, I think I think this is a lower scoring affair. I don't know that we get this big. You know, I, I believe the game total in this game is fifty points. I don't know that we get to that. You know, I, the the Saints defense has actually turned a corner here. I don't know if it's a product of the teams that they've faced facing Washington and then the Giants. Uh, but 
Their defense has turned a corner. Their pass defense has played better. Their run defense has been phenomenal all season long. So I just don't know that we see a lot of points in this game. Obviously, the Ravens have been very good against quarterbacks this year. And honestly, it's just a product of some of these other quarterbacks that I have just ahead of him having better matchups. For example, Baker Mayfield going against Tampa Bay. In that same game, Joe Flacco is facing the Saints secondary. If there's any way to uh, to attack the Saints, it's going to be through the air. So I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Flacco gives you... 275 and two. That's going to be close to being a top 12 uh, quarterback this week. I just think that the Saints come out of the bye and they just run the ball a ton. I think we get a lot of Mark Ingram, a lot of Alvin Kamara, and uh, the guys that I have ranked just ahead of him, I like those matchups more. Mitchell Trubisky, the truth, going up against the Patriots, where they're home dogs. Um, the Patriots are going to score points, so they might be playing from behind in that game. I, I just like the matchups of some of those other quarterbacks a little bit more than I like Drew Brees this week. 844-843-6879. My feeling is, Frank, and I tell you each and every week, you can't put bad players ahead of good players. Like, kind of that simple. That's Drew Brees fair. needs to be ahead of Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco is not good. Greg, if you had fantasy football rankings every week, you can do whatever you like. That's it? That's all you have for me? If I could criticize your rankings, you'd be like, <laughs> you, 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 you. Look, maybe you're right. We'll find, we'll find out at the Can end of the week. That? Can you switch that? No, I'm not. Come on, man. The Saints are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. You can't start Joe Flacco. I can't let you do the this. The third most. I can't let you do this. You've allowed monster games, Greg. Uh, dude, it's Joe Flacco. Yes, it is. But he's had a few big games this year. It's just <sighs> picking and choosing when those big games are going to come. We like Michael Crabtree this week. We like Willie Sneed this week, right? In the revenge game yeah. against New Orleans Saints. Don't you have to like the guy throwing them the ball? No? Nope. Nothing? Nope. All right. Well, look, if Drew Brees uh, makes me look stupid this week, I'm perfectly fine with that. Are I you? Just, I, think it's, I think it's a bad matchup in Baltimore. He's not playing at home either. The last time he played outdoors, what did he do against the Giants? He didn't do anything in that game, Greg. Well, that was Sean Payton's fault. What, what does that mean? Was, what if it's Sean Payton's fault again and they just run the football a lot? It They're going on the road no, 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 no. to face the Baltimore Ravens defense, a great defense, and Drew Brees typically does not play better. He does not play as well outside than he does inside the Dome. If this game is in the Dome, we're looking at a different scenario. It's on the road. It's against Baltimore. Drew Brees got shut down by the Giants defense last time they played on the road outdoors. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can use Drew Brees if you want this week. I'm not. I'm going to. I don't have him anywhere in fantasy either. This is weird. In any of my season-long leagues. This is weird. So, and yet... Oh, because we lost... Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Very interesting. All right, let's go out back to the phone line. Let's go to Chris in Chicago. Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, how you, how you doing? Doing great, dude. Pretty good. Um, 10-team PPR. Mm-hmm. I got Phillip Rivers, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Gurley, McCaffrey, Burton, and for Flex, I got Tevin Coleman or Crabtree, Robinson, Robinson or Taylor Gabriel. How many can you start in the flex? One or was one of these four? One flex? Yeah, just one. Frank will ask you if it's PPR or non-PPR. It's full PPR, it's PPR uh, and it's, it's very close between Michael Crabtree and Tevin Coleman, in my opinion. I agree. But uh, the Giants have actually allowed a decent number of fantasy points to opposing running backs this year. We're going to see Tevin Coleman continue to take on that lead dog role where he plays about 60% of the snaps and gets about you know 60% of the work. And because of that, uh, I'll lean Tevin Coleman, but I do think Michael Crabtree has a great game this week as well. 
I actually going to go the other way. I know I, I, I normally lean running back. Or, or, or do you put Crabtree in over Hilton and then use Tevin Coleman over Hilton? Because I think that's a more realistic scenario here, actually. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good one with Hilton coming back from injury, facing Tredarius White. I like where your head's I think at, that's man. where I go. I'll go with you. I'm in. I like that because I want to play Crabtree this week. So I, I'm in with that one. I think that's a good job. For I had one more question for you guys. What's up? Um... Quarterback, Philip Rivers or Trubisky? I picked him up uh, this waiver because uh, Philip Rivers is on the buy next week. Looking at Frank's rankings over at RotoExperts.com, it's free, by the way. It should be called the best friend ranking, right. but whatever, nevertheless. nevertheless. Uh, Philip Rivers is a top 10 quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky is number 14. So Frank believes you should start Philip Rivers. Yeah, this, right. this, words this goes back to your theory of using good quarterbacks. Correct. But the thing is, I just don't trust the Tennessee Titans secondary as much as I trust the way that the Ravens have played, the way that Drew Brees plays outdoors. So there are a few more things playing against Drew Brees, but this is the example <laughs> of Phillip Rivers. You know, you got to pick and choose, Greg. This is the example of using the good quarterback regardless. I don't think it's a scary matchup either against the Titans. There you go. I also play Phillip That game's Rivers. in London, 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. Get up! Literally. Let's go to Fred in Los Angeles. I'm on my way to the Jet game. What's up, Fred? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing great, man. What's happening? I just want to know who to start this week. Uh, since Dalvin Cook is maybe going to play, I have Philip Lindsay and Carry On Johnson PPR. Lindsay or Carry On Johnson in the PPR, Frankie? Or or Dalvin Cook, one of those. Uh, well, if Dalvin Cook plays. I'm going to start Dalvin Cook. Okay. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I have one more. Yeah. What's your other question? I agree with Greg. If Dalvin Cook plays, I would use him. Awesome. Um, wide receiver question. I have uh, Julio Edelman, uh, Tyler Boyd. I want to know who, uh, who to start this week. Yeah, another good question. I have both guys ranked very highly. I think they're high-end wide receiver twos this week, but I'm going to stick in that game with the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Bengals, and I'm going to use Tyler Boyd just based on how many points I think are going to be scored back and forth there, the way that he has been used. It's not a knock on Edelman because he has... Gained a lot of targets since he's returned, and he just scored a touchdown last week as well. I just think Tyler Boyd has a safer floor and, to be honest, a higher ceiling uh, in that matchup. I agree. I completely agree with Frankie. And with that, we're going to sign off YouTube for today. Coming up next, the Fantasy Football Frenzy with the Fantasy Executive Corey Parson, Chris Ventra, and Jim Day. If you're listening on a podcast, we'd appreciate if you subscribe to our show. If you give us a like, Five stars is what we need to be rated, and please leave a comment. If you're listening live on the radio, well, we'll be here for the next five or so minutes. And in those five or so minutes, Frank, I want to go into your tight end rankings. I know we won't have time tomorrow, given all the start-sit stuff we got to do. So inside your tight end rankings, you went off about Gronk this week. You still have him ranked as a top three tight end. (laughs) Who do you want me to rank over him? That's the question. For those listening on the radio, (laughs) Frank just gave me a look and a shrug. And then says, what do you want who are you, to do? Who are you going to rank over him, Greg? What do you You're going to rank Ebron, Ebron and yeah. David and Joku over him? Yes. Yeah, you probably could, I guess, if you really wanted to make the case for it. Uh, I'm trying to find anything that really stands out to me. Um, nothing really does, to be honest. I mean, does the fact that David and Joku rank as a, as a top five tight end, does that stand out, or do you think that's adequate? I think it's fine. I, I think playing Tampa Bay, given the lack of resources and weapons in Cleveland, I'm well, I have uh, This is something we talked about last week. Uh, we were both kind of right, I guess, because I was big on Cameron Brait scoring a touchdown, which he did. Yep. You were very big on Austin Hooper, and he had a, great, a big game as well. Scored a touchdown, too. Do I have him ranked high enough at tight end eight overall? Um, probably not, actually. Probably not, especially facing the Giants. And 
given what Virginia told us about Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley we're still not sure about. I know she was more positive on him. I think I'd have to have Austin Hooper a, a bit higher. I think I'd have to have him at like six maybe. Yeah, my thinking is that George Kittle has just seen I get it. such a high target share on that team all season long. He has the ability to make big plays as well. Um, and the 49ers are going to be trailing in that game, so they'll have to throw. And then Trey Burton has scored a touchdown in two straight games. Uh, the Patriots haven't been great against tight ends either, so I think there's a pretty good chance he gets in the end zone. So that was my thinking. I have Austin, Austin Hooper at as the eighth-ranked tight end. Um, so, I mean, you could probably make the argument you can move him up a little bit here. I think especially in DFS, though, you like him a lot. Uh, some other guys, I think CJ Uzama is obviously a streamable tight end this week going up against the Chiefs who have allowed something like the third or fourth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. Uh, his targets have been pretty stable. Again, very high game total in that game, Bengals and Chiefs. Uh, I think Ricky Seals-Jones, you know, Again, it's kind of the uh, the David and Joku effect for Ricky Seals Jones. He's getting the targets every single week. He has a safe target floor. He hasn't. He just hasn't turned that into a lot of fantasy production this year. So if you're hurting, if you're without Jimmy Graham or you're without Jared Cook this week, uh, and someone dropped Ricky Seals Jones, you know you have to figure out: Do I want to use him tonight? He yep. he checks in as my tight end fifteen, which is right around that range of streamable tight ends. I think so too. I think you're right there. You don't really want to stream. I, I think it's kind of the end of the stream. Maybe Cameron breaks the end, but the, after that, I mean, the dart throw is like Vernon Davis, just because he's been getting more work. Yeah, he scored a touchdown with Alex Smith. They kind of have that connection going back to their. I think you could probably also days. use a dart throw, one of the Rams tight ends potentially as well. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather take a shot on like Jeff Hireman than like one of the Rams tight ends, just because he's gotten targets the past few weeks. Case Keenum is just missing him because Case Keenum is missing everybody, Greg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, how soon do you think we see Chad Kelly? Uh, I've mentioned uh, on the waiver show that if you play in a super flex league, I think it's uh, very sneaky to pick him up tonight before the game uh, because if Case Keenum struggles mightily in that first half, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the second half for that team. So if you're playing super flex, you have kind of a dead roster spot that you can afford to uh, – to pick up Kelly right now, I think that's something I would go out and do. I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting uh, in week eight. Make your prediction tonight. Arizona Cardinals, Denver Broncos. What's the spread and who you got? So the spread as of right now, the Broncos are laying one. Uh, the Cardinals are home dogs, but it's basically a pick em game. Uh, I'll take the Arizona Cardinals uh, under Vance Joseph on the road against the spread. The Broncos are one in nine. On those road games, uh, I'll take the slight over as well at 42 and a half. Give me the Cardinals at home. Here's a prediction for you. Not only does Case Keenum not make it through the season, neither does Vance Joseph. BFFs will be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching. We'll do it all again then. We hope. We hope.